Okay, we're starting from three lines at the bottom of Avraham and Aleph. Avraham Yitzchak, Maidach Siv, what does it say in the Pesach? Al titen Hashem avaye Russia. Hashem, don't give in to the desires of the Russia. Zimamay al Tafek, don't remove his nose ring. Yorumu Zelo, because if his ring is removed, he'll be exalted, he'll be uplifted, he'll be on the top of the world forever. What does this refer to? Amrav Yaakov of Neakash Baruch Yaakov Vinu says to Hashem, don't give in to Ace of Russia, the desires of his heart. Don't remove his nose ring. What is this referred to? This is Germany. If they're allowed to go out with their desires and fulfill what they want, they will destroy the entire world. provinces, crown, crown princes, provinces, governors in Edoin. And there's 365 provinces in Rome, in Italy, and every single day there's some kind of friction between one and the other. And every single day, one of them gets knocked off and they're unable to appoint one unified leadership. And that's the ring. If Hashem will remove this ring from them being bound, they'll go out and destroy the world. This was the treaty of Hitler and Italy. And if HaKadosh Baruch would have allowed that treaty to go through, they would have destroyed the world. And right before the end of Hitler's great rise and climb to greatness. Mama Shreiber, the treaty that he broke was with Italy and everything started going downhill. Here we go. If a person tells you, I put an effort to learning and I did not find success. I'll tell me, don't believe him. Let's say a guy says, I did not put an effort and I found success. I'll tell me, don't believe him. No such thing. If a guy says, you got the umatsasi, if a guy says, I put in effort and I found success, tell me, that you could believe. Hani Mili, but this only applies with the Torah. In the Torah, we say it's straight up effort. If you have effort, you have success. If you don't have effort, it's not success. And if you have effort, there's no such thing as not having success. They go hand in hand. But that's only in Torah. But when it comes to business, ay, 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 you can have tons of effort and no success. You can have zero effort and tons of success. Business is a whole different world. It's a special heavenly assistance that people could have without any effort and they could be very successful or they could have tons of effort and be absolute failures in business. In business, it has nothing to do with the amount of effort you put in. If HaKadosh Baruch has a plan for you to be rich, you'll be rich. If the plan is for you to be poor, you'll be poor. It has nothing to do with the amount of effort. And even when we say with Divei that it does depend on effort, that's only with regards to being sharp and understanding the words of Torah. But to memorize that also, that's a blessing that's from heaven. Some people have good memories, some people have bad memories, some people try to review a lot and they still don't remember Memory is not does not necessarily go by effort. If you see a Russia, that time is shining on him. He's having a period of very good mazel. Everything's going well. Altus Garabai, don't agitate him. It's dangerous. 
Shenamar's the Pasuk says, Don't agitate those that are rejoicing in bad ways. Not only that, if you agitate him, he's going to be successful. His path is straight at all times. Not only that, even if you bring him to court, he might beat you and win you in a court case. Your laws are lifted up from in front of him. He'll get, to, he'll get to laugh in your face. He'll get to see his enemies go down. All of his oppressors, he'll blow against them. So don't start up with a Russia when things are going well for him. What are you talking about? You are allowed to go and fight the Rishonim in this world. Russia. Um, those that abandon the Torah praise Rishayim. Those that guard the Torah, they agitate, they fight them. So you see that it's okay to fight a Russia in this world. You're allowed to go and agitate and rub against the Russia in this world. And if a person whispers to you saying, he quotes this passage that says, don't agitate them, and don't be jealous. Of those that are being crooked, someone who's got a guilty conscience is telling that to you because he doesn't want you to start up with him. Don't rub against the, the bad people to be like them. He's don't rub shoulders with them. Don't be jealous of them to be like them. But you are allowed to fight and agitate them. So we have a steer. We have Argamar, Rabbi Yochanan said, sorry, we had... Uh, Who's the one that said it by us? Rabbi Yitzchak said, don't agitate them. And we have Rabbi Shimon Ba'ichai backed up with the price of the story that they all say that you are allowed to. In fact, it's good to. Another passage says, don't be jealous of the sinners. Here we go. If it's personal issues, don't start up with them. But if it's heavenly issues, you could start up with them. If you want, I'll give you another answer. It could be the both personal. But like gosh, if you're a complete tzaddik, you have nothing to worry about, even on personal issues, you could start up with a rasha. But a tzaddik she'inoi gomer, if you're not a complete tzaddik, so you got a, a few debts to pay upstairs in Shemayim, don't start up with him. Why do you betrayers look on Tachrish and you're silent when a Russia swallows someone who's more righteous than his own? You see from here that it's possible for a guy to look on as a Russia swallows someone who's more righteous. But he can only swallow someone who's just more righteous. He's relatively a tzaddik compared to the Russia. Tzaddik gomer he cannot be successful against. So that's the difference between these two things. Uh, a tzaddik gomer could start up with them. Someone who's not a tzaddik gomer cannot. Third answer. Could be of all the good reasons in the world to start up with him. But if right now you know he's being successful, it's his, it's his shining moment. Nothing, no guarantees. If it's his shining moment, anyone and everyone could, could, could be brought down by him. So don't start up with him during this time when everything's going well for him. Amarula, 
Italia shall Yavan is a crack gadol shemimi. Italia of Yavan was this massive city that was from Rome. They have a plasma a parsa, a plasma a parsa, three hundred parsa, three hundred parsa. Based on Shinsam Lachis Shvakim, and at six three hundred sixty-five markets. Kamini Yemaisa the smallest market. Shal Meichay Eifais was uh, the poultry market. They sold birds. They have a shisha asa mil, not shisha asa min, sixteen mil by sixteen mil. Well, Melech Sayin Bechol and every single day the king would make his rounds and feast in one of these markets. And somebody that lived in that city where he makes the, that feast, even if he's not a born citizen of that city, we may say, lucky we get to get some kind of prize, some kind of gift from the king. If somebody that was a born citizen of that city, even if right now he wasn't actually living there, also like the prize, he would be able to get some kind of gift. And there's 3,000 bathhouses. And there were 500 like chimney holes letting out the smoke so it shouldn't uh, make the city unpleasant. Outside of the city, one side of this Italian uh, Shalyavin was the water. Mountains and valleys, iron wall, sands and pebbles. The kids it was protected. It was impossible to beat this country. It was secure, successful, rich, powerful. And why is the Gemara telling this does? Because if this is what Rishayim get in this world to pay up for whatever good deeds perhaps that they have, they have done, Kavachaymer, 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 what's waiting for us in the next world. So, we're going to go into somewhat of a complicated Gemara. Discussing this year, Adar Rishon and Adar Shani. Which one's the main Adar? And what happens if you mess up and you didn't realize it was going to be two Adars and you did some things already? The first Adar, do they have to be repeated? If they read the Megillah already, Adar and they had a full fledged Purim, they had all the fun in the world, and then boom, they make an Ibriya and they have now an Adar Shani. You have to repeat the Megillah again. Forget about getting drunk. You gotta repeat the Megillah again. The difference between the two meaning you could be Yotze, but you have an Adarishain. The only thing that you cannot be Yotze in Adarishain, if there's an Adarishaini, and you're gonna have to have a repeat, is Megillah and Matanois Lavyonim. And as we learned already earlier, Matanois Lavyonim follows Megillah, because all the Aniyim, when they hear Megillah, they all get excited, oh, money, money, money. So the Matanois Lavyonim has to follow Megillah. Zogdi Gemara, we're gonna have a Diak. We're saying that the only difference in Adarishain and Adarishaini is regarding Megillah. We know that there's four parashas that we read. We read Shkalim, Zachar, Hachaydash, Para, and Hachaydash. The four parashas that are read around Adar leading into Nisan. So the Gemara, we said that there's no difference in Adarish and Adarishani except for Megillah and Matan That seems to suggest that if we messed up and did the, the Dalit parashas in Adarishan, they don't have to be repeated. Because Rishan and Shani are equal with regards to that. The only thing that's ma'akiv is Megillah. Zagdi Gemara, Hala Indian say the parashi is Zevaz It seems like Rishon and Shani are both okay. And if you did it already, you don't have to do it again. Mani, Masnizin, who is our Mishnah? We're going to bring down three opinions. Loi Tanakama, Loi Rebbe Yezer, Rebbe Yezer, Loi Rebbe Gamliel. Tani will enter Baiser. Cross the Megillah of Adarishan. If you read the Megillah of Adarishan in Sabah Hashanah, and then they add a leap here, Koyer and Isaac Adarishan, you have to repeat it. Shkomen says Shnegas Bashani, Noegas Brishan. Anything that applies to Adarishani is okay if you already did it in the Adarishan, except for Megillah. So we're not like this Tanakama, because this Tanakama just says Megillah. It doesn't say Matanis Le'ev. Okay. You don't even have to repeat the Megillah. Whatever was good in, in, in Shani is good in Rishai. Nothing's Ma'akiv. 
Anything that you think is appropriate for Adosheni, if you did an Adoreshen, it's also good. Nothing has to be repeated. That's obviously against our Mishnah. You do have to repeat the Megillah in Adosheni. Whatever you're supposed to do in Adosheni cannot be done in Adoreshen. Nothing could be done in Adoreshen. So that's also against our Mishnah. We said a few things are okay in Adoreshen. The Shavin, but everyone agrees, all three opinions agrees, the Hesed of Atainis, that with regards to eulogizing and fasting, Shasurim Zebzeh, Purim Katan and Purim Gadol, both Purims, Adarish and Adarishani, we don't have a spade and we don't fast. Okay, so now we're just going to analyze the three opinions first, and then we're going to try to plug it into our Mishnah. Zagdimara. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, first of all, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, Hainadadagama. Both the Tanakama of the Brisa and Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, both of them seem to say, both of them seem to say that Adosheni and Adarishain, Adosheni is the main thing. So the Gemara, so Rabbi Shimon Gamliel seems to be just like the Tanakama or Rapapa, say the Parshi is Ikebenayu. The difference between the Tanakama and Rabbi Shimon Gamliel is Lachariah the Dalit Parshis. Tanakama, suffer. what did the Tanakama say? The Tanakama says that whatever is Nayig, what was his Lashon again? Um, whatever applies in Shani is okay in the Rishon except for Megillah that seems to suggest that the Dalit Parashis in the Rishon is okay so the Tanakh comes over look at Chila B'Shani Avada is preferable if you know that there's going to be another Shani do it in another Shani but the Ovid region if you already did the Dalit Parashis in other region Ovid it's good to go the only thing that has to be repeated is Megillah even if you did another region, you have to do it again. Everything is good in another region. Even Megillah in the first place, it should be done in another region. He doesn't know the other Shani business. Shibagamliel is different from the Tanakama that even though he gives precedence to Adosheni he says Adosheni is more important like the Tanakama did but if you already did the but if you already did the Dalaparchus in the Rishon Ikarb Rishon you have to do it again in the Sheni he puts a lot more importance on Adosheni than even the Tanakama did so now let's see what fits with our Mishnah so if you want eat Tanakama if you want our Mishnah to be with the Tanakama Koshim Tanakama said you only have to repeat Megillah he didn't mention giving gifts to the poor if you want it to be the middle opinion, that's totally off the charts because we say the Iker is Adesheni. He says the Iker is Adesheni. Koshanami, Mikha Megillah. He also you don't even have to repeat Megillah. He also Adesheni was good. If you want our Mishnah to be a Liel, he holds that you have to repeat the Dalit Parashiyos in Adesheni. And we had a Diak in our Mishnah that you don't have to repeat the Dalit Parashiyos in Adesheni. So who is our Mishnah going like? Could be our Mishnah is the Tanakhama that says you repeat Megillah. But he left out Matanus Lavyoinim. So he didn't even have to bother mentioning Matanus Lavyoinim because we already know that Matanus Lavyoinim follows Megillah wherever it goes. He didn't even have to bother mentioning it and he holds exactly like us. Duh. Bahatayo, we already said that giving the gifts to the poor depends on the Mikra Megillah because they're all anticipating the money with the Mikra Megillah. So our Tanakhama that says Megillah and Matanz Lavyanim is going with the Tanakhama of the Bryce that says Megillah and Matanz Lavyanim goes without saying. Or we could say that Artana holds like the third opinion that says you would have to repeat the Dalaparshias in Adosheni. I, we had a Diak and a Mishnah that the Dalaparshias don't have to repeat it. So the Gemara, Umasnis, and our Mishnah, our Mishnah is missing some explanatory words, and this is how you have to understand the Mishnah. 
I'm just not discussing the whole picture of Adar, so that you could start making references to the Dalit Parashiyas. Our Mishnah was only talking about Purim. So forget Dalit Parashiyas. It's not on the menu of our Mishnah. Our Mishnah is discussing Ein Bein Yudalid Sheba Adar Yishayim to Yudalid Sheba Adar Sheini except in Megillah in terms of Yoyinim. With regards to Hesmet Vatainis, I have shavim, they're both equal. That you don't do Hesmetim of fasting and say the Parashiyas like Mario. We're not discussing the Seder Parashiyas at all because that's regarding the rest of Adar that has nothing to do with Purim itself. That looks like that the main thing is Adar Sheni. And if you did the Dalit Parashiyas in Adar Rishon, you'll have to repeat it again in Adar Sheni. Both opinions, the middle opinion of the Braisa that held the Iker is Adar Rishon, and Reb Shimon Ben Gamliel, who holds the Iker is Adar Shani, they're both coming from the same Pasuk. Pasuk says as follows, every single year we should celebrate Purim the same way. Every single year, every year, Adar and Purim is right after Shvat. Afghans, even in a leap year with his two Adars, it's Adar, Samach, Shvat. It's the Adar that's closer to Shvat. No, same Pasuk. Every year should be the same. Adar's always right before Nisan. So this year, when there's two Adars, go with the Adar that's next to Nisan. Now I've got to have a Nisan. So you can a bishop, and really has a real Yaisi, Mr. Abutime. Really has a Yaisi, there's logic that goes along with him. Normally, you have a rule that if you have an opportunity for a mitzvah, don't overpass the opportunity. So if you have an Adar Rishon, Adar Shane, go with Adar Rishon. He says to go without Nesheni. My time, what's his reason? I'm Time with Adif. The fact that you want to bring the two Gulas, the redemption and the miracles of Purim, to the redemption and the miracles of Pesach, you want to bring them together. And that's even more important than the concept of Ein Mavir and Al Ha Mitzvah. Which is interesting because I don't know what the big deal is. I mean, what are we doing? We're putting the celebration of Purim next to the celebration of Pesach. That's like a halacha thing. It's like a sugula. Like, what is it? But okay. The Indian are putting the two gulas together. That's more important. Rebbe Lazar, my time with Rebbe Shimon Gamliel is for a different reason. You want to know where Shimon Gamliel says you go with Adashani? Because it says in the Pasuk as follows. When they were starting to establish Purim as a Yabdif, it says that Esther and Mordechai sent out the message, Likayim es igeres ha-Purim ha-Zois to fulfill the letter of Purim, the second one. The second letter of Purim. So he's darshaning it to mean, not the second letter, Igeres HaPurim, but Igeres HaPurim Hazoi Zashenis, the second Purim. To celebrate the second opportunity for Purim. So the Gemara of Yitzchak Lemistrich Lemichtav Hashenis, Yitzchak Lemichtav Bechosen Uzana. I need both drushas. Why do I need both drushas? If it was only Chosen Uzana, we said that could go both ways. The other closer to Shach or the other closer to Nisa. Have a minute, like the question we had before. Maybe we should say in Levi Lamisus and go with the first one. Kamash Malan Hashenis, that we stick to the second Adar, the second opportunity of Purim. If we only had the Pasuk of Hashenis, I would have said, great news. Have a meeting with Chilab Rijan Ubershani. Let's do both. Have a Pasuk that says Hashenis, celebrate the first one because Ain't Mavir not the Mitzvah, and celebrate the second one because it says Hashenis. Kamash Malan, no, no, it's because of Rishonim. It's got to look like every year. Every year there's only one Purim. So this year also is only one Purim. Either the first or the second, and Hashanah tells you it's the second. Zagdi Gemara. 
He says he go with the first Adar. What does he do with the Pasuk that says Hashanis? First, the first year of celebration, they only got it to be established as a Yomtev in Shushan itself. It didn't spread to all of Klayusol yet until they sent out a second message a year later. The second year, and that's when Klai Yisrael, all over the globe, accepted it as a yomtif. That's what it's referring to when it says, Igeris HaPurim Azois HaShenis. The second round, the second attempt to make it into a yomtif, that's what was successful, that's what it means. Esther sent a message to the sages, and she said, establish me for all generations to be a yomtif, for us to read the Megillah, Shokulah, Kinat, by establishing this thing that we do public readings of the Megillah, of the downfall of the Persians, it ain't going to be good. You're going to arouse hatred. Shogalahem, she sent back to them a message. I'm already written. My story of our, you know, Vinahapachu is already in their history books. They're teaching it in high school. They have regents on it. You know, <laughs> we're not doing anything by making it into a holiday. Don't worry. Whenever this group of rabbis are mentioned together in Seder Mayid, Kolki Aizuka, whenever you have them as group, Chaluf Rabbiyachan, Pula Rabbiyachan, Mail Rabbiyachan. Okay. What do these people say as a group? Let me be written down as one of the official Kisve Kodesh in Klai Yisrael for eternal generations to come. Let me be part of the Kisve Kodesh. Shokhullah, they responded to her, sorry. Sorry. Why? There's a Pasuk about Amalek. It says as follows. I have written down the battle of Amalek, Shilashim, three times. Three times and not four. What are the three times? It says it in Pashat B'Shalach when Klai saw four Amalek. It says it again in Pashat Kisei Zohar. It says Amalek. And we have it by Shola Melech trying to defeat, but not totally defeating Amalek again. It's already written three times. Esther, sorry, three times is max. You're not in. But then they found a Pasuk in the Torah to give a reference point to allow her to be written. And what was that? The Pasuk says, Write this down as a remembrance in the book. And they Write this. This is Zois HaTorah. The Torah is one big unit. So what's written in Beshalach and what's written in Kiseisei are both part of Zois. That's only counted as one instead of two. Oh, and then you have Shaul HaMelech, that's two. So there's room for Esther to be the third. What's written here in Pastor B'Shalach and in Sefer Tavarim. That's by Shaul HaMelech. By Sefer, we have room for Megillah. So that's actually if we divide B'Shalach and Tavarim into two, or it's one. Here we go. Split. And then there's no room for Esther. Unified as one. There's room for Esther. If Megillah made it into the books, the Kisviyah Kodesh of Klaeso. Esther in a Metama so there was a Takanas Chazal. People started storing their Sifrei Kodesh 
together with their truma. Hafrosh Eschala. You hear me this week, right? Now, Hafrosh Eschala is Kaddish, it's holy, and you can't allow it to become tummy. So since it was holy, people would store it together with their books, with their holy books. Don't eat the wood, though. What? Don't eat bread now. Yeah, nowadays, because everyone's tamay, so we're not allowed to eat it. But in the good old days, you'd give it to a kayan. But until they got it to a kayan, they would store it together. Or until they got a chance to burn it. They would store it together with the holy books. The problem is, the chala would attract mice and rats. And it would eat the chala, and it would also eat the cloth that the holy books were written on. So there was a problem of keeping the two together. So our sages made a new rule that if you touch any of the Kisvei HaKodesh, your hands become tummy. And then you can't touch Truma, you can't touch the Chala. Ooh. So when people started realizing that if you touch a Kisvei Kodesh, your hands become tummy, no one's keeping it together with their Truma. It's going to make the Truma tummy. Now let to make Truma tummy. So no one, started, no one was keeping them together anymore. But now that became... What? How can you make a bracha? Oh, what? On, on the turf, for touching the turf. How can you make a it's only Tommy like Benegia to eating challah. You have to wash your hands first. You, you have to wash your hands before eating challah? I know, but wouldn't it also mean that you have to... to no, no. It's, it's all, we're all Tommy. We're all Tommy Mace, right? So Benegia to Truma, you'd have to burn the Truma afterwards. You can't use it, even if it's Tommy Mace. Any type of Truma on the Truma would defile it. You can't make a bracha. You can't make a bracha. You have to wash your hands first. You can't make a bracha. That's because your hands are not clean. Not because they're Tommy. Okay, so anyway, so what happened is that became the litmus test of what's considered our holy book or not. A holy book is something that if you touch, you become dummy. It's pretty ironic. Got it? And if, it, and if we know that Allah about a certain book is your hand will not become dummy, yeah, but that's a different reason. That's out of covenant. But if there's a book that you don't become dummy from, that means it's not from the official books. It's not from the holy books. So we're going to have a machlaikas about this. Ben Agiyat Megillah Esther. Here we go. Esther Shmuel holds Esther does not make your hands tummy. Obviously, he holds Ksoiv Zoi He holds like the Tana that there's no room for Megillah Esther to become from the holy books. Does Shmuel mean to say that Esther was not written with prophecy? Shmuel himself said that Esther was written with prophecy. So the Gemara, it's not a proof. You're right. It was written with prophecy, meaning to say that the words of the Megillah's Esther was, was driven by prophecy. And the words are holy. But who said that it was, it was, it was prophecy to be written? Who said that you had to write it down to become from the Sifik The words became like, maybe they were supposed to be like Torah Shabbat Beth. It's also very holy, and it could be inspired by prophecy. But who said he's supposed to write it? Zagdi Gemara Nemra Likrois. Maybe prophecy was to read these words every single year. We're gonna have Kriyas Megillah Balpeh. Who said it was instituted to be written? But you don't necessarily know that it was written, that it was amongst the Kisri Akaidas to be written. So we don't have any Kasha from Shmuel. Frank Gemara, we're gonna challenge this now. May say, Remeir Oimer Koheles. Koheles is not metame, meaning it's not from the holy eternal books. is better than Koheles. What? It's one of the holy books. What do you mean? It's holy of holies. It's very holy. Of course, it's with prophecy. And it's metame siyadayim. Machlaikis with Kayelis. And Kayelis is a Machlaikis. So everyone agrees Shirashirim is better. 
question is, she or she is for sure Tameh, and Kohelis is Machlaikis? Or she or she is Machlaikis, and Kohelis is nothing? But everyone holds she or she is a step above Kohelis. It's certainly good. They taka our kodesh. So the Gemara, we have a tana. We have a tana over here in this brayzer. Reb Shimon is a tana, and he says Esther is matam ziyadayim. So how could Shmuel say Esther is not matam ziyadayim? Have a tana Reb Shimon who says Esther is matam ziyadayim. And for the Yomara, it's not a question. We already said that it's Machlaikis Tanoim based on the Pasuk of Ksoiv Zoyzikarim Basefer. So who the Amr Kebishua? Shmuel, who says that Esther is not Metamis Yadayim, he's not arguing with Shimon. He's siding with Rabbi Yeshua. And Rabbi Yeshua is a Tana, he could argue on Rabbi Shimon. It's just Shlomo Melech's private, simple, shouldn't call it simple, but of his own private human wisdom. It's not Ruach HaKodesh, so it's not Madame Ziyadayim. Amrulai, so the sages said back to Rabbi Shimon Mamanasi, who are you kidding? You think that, you think it's just Shlomo Melech's wisdom? The Chizubal Vad Omar? Oh, this is all of his wisdom. You don't think he had millions of other things to share with us? There's something special about Goelis. He had 3,000 Mashalim, but he didn't write them all down. It must be that the ones that he wrote are special because they were from Ruach HaKodesh. Well, he married another passage also says, Al Tosef Al Dvarev, it says, don't add on to the words of Shlomo Melech. Why can't I add on words? If, it's, if it was his own mundane wisdom, we should be able to add on words to it too. Why do I need a second pasuk to back this up? That Kohel is special. Maybe he said thousands of mashalim. Eli's his favorite ones. He wrote down. You know who says because they're holy. Whichever ones he wanted to write, he wrote. Whichever ones he didn't want, he didn't want. says, It's forbidden to add. Why would it be forbidden if it's his mundane wisdom? Oh, that proves that these are special because they were with Ruach Hakodesh. We have a few different proofs that Esther was written with prophecy. What are they? Here we go. Rebel Yezer says it was written with Akkadish because it says, Haman said in his heart, Who would the king want to honor more than me? Now, how would we know what was in his heart if not for the fact that we had prophecy? Everyone loved her. How do Chazal know that everyone loved her unless they had prophecy? The matter became known to Mordechai that Haman gave the money over. That was was on Haman giving the money to the king, or that was on the plan to kill him. That was the plan to kill him. Yeah. No Jew touched a penny from the wars that they had battled against their enemies. How how could we know what was going on in 127 lands? If I would have been there in this conversation, Havamina, I would have said a proof, a better proof than all of them. the Pasik says, They established and they accepted. And Chazal Darshan was this mean, it was accepted on heaven as a holiday, just like we accepted it down here. How would we know what's being accepted in the in the heavens? It must be we have Ruach Gaidish. All the other ones you could disprove from being proofs of Ruach Kodesh, Labami the Shmuel, except for Shmuel's proof of what's going on in the heavens. The Leslie Pircha, you can't disprove that one. How can we disprove all the other ones? Do we have the first one that says Haman said in his heart, Zvarehi, it's logical. 
that this is what he was thinking to start, that the king wants to honor him. You know why? No one was important to the king as much as him. Besides with that, I had to come his tuba. The fact that he was adding it on thick, you know, he was saying, you know, make a parade and give me the clothing and give me the crown on the king's horse. The fact that he was willing to shear so much glory, obviously he had himself in mind. Obviously all those lavish honors was for himself. Rebbe Kiva, you want to know how we could disprove Rebbe Kiva? He was the one that says that he that it was uh, trying to kill the king. No, Rebbe Kiva says no for the fact that Esther was nice and came by everybody. Everyone was pointing it out. Oh, she's one of us. She's Asian. She's Persian. She's Chinese. She's South African. She's she's Australian. They were all saying that she's one of theirs. Obviously, everyone loved her, and they were trying to associate themselves with her. Hadra Mayor, maybe this is a mayor that says that he heard them planning to kill the king. Who said? They were two people from Tursi and uh, and Mordechai understood all the languages. Damascus, that no Jew touched a penny from the wars. Maybe they sent officers to check up on everyone. This Shmuel added less empirical, but Shmuel's proof that they knew what was going on in the heavens that does not have any disproof. Omar Ravina, Ravina says, this is what people say. One sharp pepper, one hot pepper is better than a basket filled with goward or pumpkin. You know, they're very bland tasting fruits. And one hot pepper is better than a whole basket filled with bland, bland vegetables. So Shmuel is sharper than all the other proofs put together. Rabbi Yosef Amar, another proof. It says, It says, These days of Purim, this holiday, will never pass from Klaizol. Even when Mashiach comes, it's still going to remain a holiday. How do they know that it's always going to remain a holiday? A similar passage. It'll never end. It'll never be forgotten about. How could they know it'll never be forgotten about? It must be the Rakhadesh. So Gemara, Matanos Levyanim. So besides the mitzvah of Megillah, we have a mitzvah of Matanos Levyanim. Turn Rabbi Yisrael, Mishloach Manos Levyanim. Shtei Matanos Levyanim. It says Matanos. It says Mishloach Manos. Manos means two servings. Ish Levyanim, a man to his friend. So we see from here Shtei Manos, two servings. Leish Echad. That's how you fulfill the mitzvah of Mishloach Manos. All you need is one friend, and you give two servings. Got it? Okay. It says matanois, two gifts. To two poor people. So there you have to give two gifts to two poor people. Rabbi Yudan Isia Shadale, Rabbi Yudanasi, center of Isia Atma de Iglatilsa, the thigh of a third calf, that's considered the best meat, is the third calf from its mother. The gar of the camera and a flask of wine. Shalakle. So Rav Isia sent back to Rabbi Yudanasi. You fulfilled with us the obligation of Mushlach Manas Israel, and you can take out the next two words, Matanas Lavyanim. So some say that you fulfill Matanas Lavyanim and not Mushlach Manas. Some say you fulfill Mushlach Manas, but not Matanas Lavyanim. Yes, they both have to be to a Jew. Um, but anyway, what's the question over here on the Girsa? If it was Mishlach Manais or was Matanis Lavyanim? So Rabbeinu Hananel on the side brings down that it has to be two servings. And if you send two foods that are always eaten together, it's only considered one serving. So since meat and wine are eaten together, he was saying you didn't fulfill Mishlach Manais. Maybe you fulfilled Matanis Lavyanim. You gave me a $50 meal. Thank you very much. But that's not Mishleach Manas, it's only Matan Slavyanim. Other people have the gears that you fulfill Mishleach Manas, but not Matan Slavyanim. Some people say you fulfill both. Can you fulfill both with the same guy? You send a wonderful gift to a poor person. We needed two. Poor two? Yeah, let's say it's two. If we consider it to be two. Can you fulfill both with one guy? 
Let's say your friend is poor. What's, what's so it's much like one. It's something. Anyway, all, all three of these gear sites have different opinions. What? What's concerned about Matanas? Two Matanas. You have to give one matana to one avion, one matana to another avion. A gift, right? Two matanas to two avion, one for one, one for the other. Let's finish up over here. So Mori Barmar. The Arabaya, a very interesting story. Rabba sent to Mori Barmar. So we have Rabba to Mori, and that's of Abaya. So Abaya is being the shliach. Abaya is being the middleman. You guys ready for an interesting story? So Rabba sends to Mori. In the hands of Abaya, Mali Tasta de Kaspa, a cup or sack filled with Kaspa, with uh, uh, dates, Umali Kasa Kamaka Dabshuna, and toasted grains. That was the olden time candies. Somehow, it would, uh, when they would roast they these grains before they were ripened, it contains sugar in it and it would stay sweet. So he sent him dates and toasted grains. Amalei Abaya, Abaya is commenting. He's, he's doing a rating system on the Mishlech Monis. Abaya says, has to Amari, Mari, you know what Mari, the recipient is going to say? He's going to say, if a villager becomes king, does he not take down the bucket or the shovel from his shoulder? Meaning to say, Rabba, over the course of the year, became the Rosh Hashiva. He became like the king of the town. So in the past year, he used to send dates and toasted oats. You know, some cheap candy, you know, gushers and fruit you know, some cheap candy. But now he became Rosh Hashiva, you know, sent some good stuff. Some beef jerky, you know, sent the good stuff. So Murray is going to comment that if a villager becomes king, does he not take off the bucket, you know, the water carrier's bucket? Come on, move on in life and send me something nice. Hodashadalei, Murray sent back now to Rabba, also in the hands of Abaya, Iu Mali Tasca de Zangvila, a bag of ginger, Umalikasa de Papalta, Aricha, and a cup filled with long pepper, meaning hot pepper, jalapenos. Um, Rabbi, Rabbi says, another comment, here we go. Hashta Omar, you know what Rabba's gonna say? My master Rabba's gonna say when he receives these sharp tasting foods, he's gonna say, Anoshadrilechuya, I sent him sweets. Dates and toasted grains. And he's sending me back sharp foods. He's sending me something. Yeah, come on. So the kids, we learn halacha from here that the gifts that you give, should be appropriate, both from the giver's end. That means that let's say Taka, you went from being a, you know, a fifty thousand salary to a five hundred thousand salary. Your mishlach should reflect that from the giver's end and also from the recipient's end as well. If the recipient is getting something that he would not appreciate, you're not Yotze. Amr Abayah, when I left my Rebbe's house in the morning, Rabba's house, have a savanna. I was full, I had a full stomach already. When I got to Mori's house, they brought out to me 60 platters of 60 different types of food. I had a 60 forks, I had a taste from every single one of them. And the last food, have a curly cicada, it was called pot roast. And it was so good. I wanted to swallow the platter with it. And Marshad says, what he means to say is Torah. There's 60 Masechtas. When he left Rabbah in the morning, he already did his daf for the day, and he was full of Torah. When he went to Murray's house, there were 60 people learning, each one a different Masechta. 
And he went around to each people, to each person listening to a line or two from the Masechta. He took a taste from every Masechta. And the last Masechta that he heard, they were doing the sugya of Pat Roast, which is the sugya of Masechta's Pesachim, because it's 30 days before Pesach. He's supposed to learn a little about Pesach. And the discussion over there, Pat Roast, is that called roasting meat? For the current Pesach, was that called cooking the meat for the current Pesach? And it was so good, he wanted to swallow the homosexual Pesachim along with it and go over the homosexual. Okay. Omar Abaya, this is what people say. A poor person is hungry and he doesn't even realize it. You know, I thought I was full with Torah. I thought I was full. A hungry person doesn't even realize that there's space in his stomach. Inami, another expression that people say, there's always room for good food. There's always room for sweets. You got good There's These two people, they were brothers and they were very poor. In order to fulfill the mitzvah, they would exchange their meals. They didn't have money for their own meal plus Mishlach Manis, so they traded meals and therefore they fulfilled Mishlach Manis by giving their meal to each other. A person has to get intoxicated by drinking on Purim until he doesn't know the difference between Arahaman and Baruch Mardachai. They used to make their meal together. And they drank. Rabbi got up and he killed Rabzeira. You know, the next day, and he brought Rebzeira back to life. The following year, come over, let's make a superb together. I can't rely that every single year you do Tchias Amazim, it'll work. So I'm scared. So the Arach HaShulchan brings a riot from here that the Gemara is trying to tell you that it's dangerous to get drunk. Don't get drunk. I would humbly like to can't argue on the Arach HaShulchan, but I would say you'd see from the fact that he invited him the next year, and he says that they would get drunk again. It's just that keep away from each other so you don't kill each other. But it doesn't mean not to get drunk. What? Right. So if you're going to beat somebody who's carrying a knife, keep away from him. But there's no head or not to get drunk. Okay. That was eaten only at night. You don't fulfill your obligation. You have to have by day. My time, it says, Days of drinking and joy. Ashi was sitting in front of Afghan, who was the Rabbi. And the day was getting late. It was Purim. And to tell me they weren't coming to Shir. Can you imagine? Purim, they weren't coming to Shiva. Crazy. They weren't coming to Yeshiva, Purim. Yeah, that's the thing. If you're going to get drunk, how are you going to learn? No, you learn first. You get drunk later. Anyway, so they weren't coming to Yeshiva. Amalei Rav Kahana said to his student, Rav Ashi, my temple is Rabbonim. Why aren't they coming? So he answered, Dilma, truth, you missed Purim. Maybe they're busy with the Suda. Amalei. Couldn't they have eaten it last night? Didn't my Rebbe hear what Rava Paskind? You don't fulfill your obligation at night, you have to have one by day. Did Rava actually say that? Yes. He reviewed it over 40 times. And then it was finally like it was in his wallet. So he had it in the bag 40 times, and then he knew that locker very well. Oh, yeah. Also, well, all, all we said in the beginning, all we 